welcome to a brand new episode of Markers on the Map. Join us for the first week of Not E3, where we delve into the state of play, limited run games showcase, and Sonic Central. With new info on Resident Evil 4's remake, Street Fighter 6, Final Fantasy 16 Stray, and more, it's a big start to the Summer Games Fest. Check out the gaming adventure on Twitter at Markers on the Map, and thanks for listening. job today what was sega's job they always have multiple jobs today they only had one and that was to have a sonic central event i'm not finished i'm not finished Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. where they announced that sonic 3 and knuckles on the sonic origins collection comes fully restored with the original ice cap zone music Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. they did not announce this at the sonic central event today uh shocking baby uh like hopes were were high but you know they didn't fulfill on the hope they didn't announce anything regarding the music which means there's still a chance Robert. there's still a chance okay so that... it's like they didn't announce it but they didn't de-announce it. it's like it's not that they... yeah they didn't they didn't confirm it but they didn't not they didn't deny it so it's like uh the hope is still the hope is the hope dead no but is it not as strong anymore maybe three things could happen here Mm-hmm. One, the correct timeline. Sonic 3 and Knuckles is re-released on Sonic Origins with the original Ice Cap Zone music, as well as all the other original music, you know, Carnival Night Zone and, and all that. Uh, option two, T-Lopes remixes the Sonic 3 soundtrack and they have a toggle for, like, old songs and new songs. And I Preferable. trust that man to... Um, create a good soundtrack for Sonic games because, he, you know, he did Mania. Oh, so that's the preferred option is to have a toggle. Well, the preferred option is for the original song to be there. Second option would be like, yes, let us toggle between a new soundtrack. Third option is the darkest timeline. And we get that <laughs> beta version Ice Cap Zone song from, like, the Steam re-release, which is not cool and do not want. I, I don't know. Don't mess this up, Sega. I don't think I've ever heard that one. I've only it's, known Ice Cap Zone. It's the Ice Cap Zone from, like, the only last re-release of Sonic 3, where the, the music thing had already been happening. So, it's not good. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, I've uh, never heard it, so maybe I shouldn't give it a listen. They did show a trailer for Sonic Origins at the Sonic Central event, which we'll get to like later in news. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I did see some footage of Ice Cap Zone running in widescreen, which was pretty cool. I can't wait to play that. But um, we will get to that. We will get to Sonic Central and all the weird things that happened in that 10 minute. It was like 10 and a half minutes, I think. It was kind of weird. It was pretty short. We are in the middle of what we could call not E3, which is a set of like two weeks where not E3 things are happening. We're talking Jeff's Summer Games Fest, State of Play, Limited Run Games E3, um, Capcom's deal that they'll have, which we'll talk about next week along with Microsoft and Bethesda. But we're going to talk about those for two weeks here straight on Markers on the Map, the weekly podcast gaming adventure. So before we get started, my name is Daniel. 
and I'm here as always with my good friend and co-host Robert, to whom I will ask the simple question. Have you been? Well, same old, same old. Pretty excited for at least uh, this coming Thursday because the new Jurassic World Dominion, the conclusion to the entire franchise, to that at least like original movie is Thursday. So, you know, I'm hyped for that. I've seen trailers for it. And I mean, I've seen the first two Jurassic Worlds and I thought they were pretty good. But this one like really kind of looks cool. <laughs> I mean, I think it's because they go to the ice level in this one. The ice level? They go to the ice, there's ice, ice level in this one? I mean, what's the... I mean, think of Sonic 3. There's an ice level in that one. Is this the... There is. There's also an ice level in Sonic the Hedgehog 2, the movie. Film. But, but think about this. In Sonic 1 and 2, there's no ice level. Same thing with this. Now, see see the connections here and there? I trust it to be good because there's an ice level. You know what game has an ice level that we know and love? Mm, the beginning of Borderlands 2. I, I was thinking of that, but I was going to say Ghost of Tsushima. That does have a ice world at the very end. Yeah. And Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze also has an ice level at the very end. Uh, Donkey Kong the original has a nice war- whole, whole section. I'm not a huge fan of the ice level in the first Donkey really? Kong Country compared to most of the rest of the game. It it has that weird difficulty curve. Remember when we were talking about that? We, we did these specials like back at the beginning of 2021 where we talked about all the Donkey Kong Country games. Mm-hmm. And like it was like a sore spot of difficulty when we got to the, I mean, to the ice part. Yeah, but... I think only one level is really difficult. Other than that, it's pretty the much... The one with the barrels, right? The yeah. one where you're just blasting through all the barrels? The barrels oh. are it's pretty difficult. But other than that, that's pretty much it. I pretty much run through it pretty easy. But where were we? Uh, <laughs> Jurassic. I was By the I'm... time this episode comes out, you'll have already seen Jurassic, actually. Yeah. But uh, that's pretty much how what my week's going to go through. How have you been for the past couple of weeks? I have been pretty good. I have been working my way through Destiny 2 Season Pass. I finished the, like, quote-unquote story component of Gran Turismo 7 just the, the day before we recorded this. Got got a lot of good gameplay going in that, um, despite some weird things that have been happening with, like, the in-game prices of things with that game. Um, if, if we ever talk about GT7 again in games, uh, I'll have to bring up stuff like that where... They're using this tool to, like, price the cars in-game accordingly with their value as a real-life car, and that's Mm. turning into this thing where it's, like, things are becoming more pricey in-game, and credits are not being able to be earned in certain ways that they have been. It's a whole deal, but, Mm. hey, at least the racing gameplay is good. (laughs) (laughs) That's bliss. Well, uh, yeah, at least that part's good, you know? Racing. Yeah. Cars. Uh, Actual prices is weird, but, you know, cars. Yeah, cars. Hey, you know what else was really good? What else was really good? The state of play, which, oh, yeah. to be honest with you, <laughs> I was I had some low expectations because I'm like, we've seen state of plays. We've kind of been conditioned to view the state of plays as like very small scale events, not on the level of Nintendo Directs. You'd save PlayStation Showcase for that because the one that they had last year had just hit after hit of like jaw-dropping reveal and then state of play is usually like and eh, here's a couple of things that you may or may not care about mm-hmm. but they kind of subverted expectations with this one in particular they did they did more than here's the thing is that obviously there's always gonna be people who have the wrong impression of this stuff because we saw it like during the live chat they're like we want this and we want that and it's just like they kind of confirmed it's not first party it's all like third yeah, party yeah it's like the people who team. are saying god of war god of war release date it's like did you read the sentence on the twitter <laughs> third party yeah but so you know not high expectations but 
Uh, pretty good for what we got. Yeah, so it was it was touted as a state of play that focuses on third party games and some VR stuff. Now we know that Summer Games Fest is a big deal, and Jeff has a lot of world premieres in his show, and there's going to be a Capcom show, and there's going to be a Microsoft Bethesda show that would definitely have some third-party stuff in it. So it's surprising to see just how completely stacked this state of play was. Right from the gate, we get an R on the screen in that classic Last of Us font, gearing Ooh. us up for the much-rumored Last of Us remake coming for the PlayStation 5, but then, bam, is actually Resident Evil 4 remake, which I do want compared to Last of Us remake, which that's, I don't want. That's true, because I, I keep hearing rumors like, oh, it's going to be the last Last of Us getting a remake. I'm like, but why? Isn't the game yeah. not even... The game's not that old. It came out very late in the PS3, early PS4. It's not that old, to, I think, to justify a whole remake. It's... I guess Resident Evil 4, I was just like, I prefer that way more than uh, Last of Us 1 remake. And I was pretty hyped. Uh, always been interested in playing 4, but it just has that just... It's stuck in that, like, st- it's still stuck in that, like, original Resident Evil style of gameplay. And, like, 5 I think what sticks different. with it is that it has the thing where you have to stop moving when you aim mm-hmm. in the original game. And that's that's something that continued happening through, like, the Wii port of it and the PS3 version and the PS4 version of, of Resident Evil 4. Whereas the original had your kind of tank controls. So... I mean, I trust the team after 2 and 3, or, you know, I think this is going to be mostly the team that worked on the RE2 remake that's doing this, mm-hmm. um, just off assumption. Um, I trust them to make a very competent game, especially coming off of Resident Evil 2 remake, which I consider to be probably the greatest survival horror game I've ever played. So we're getting this reimagining almost. I, I think they're probably going to change some things to maybe make it less campy, which is unfortunate because Resident Evil 4 has a lot of silliness to it. Um, I don't think a lot of that will be retained, but I do kind of expect this to be, like, a very fun game. It's, like, ever since Resident Evil 7, like, Resident Evil, the franchise in general, has just been on a a really good roll. Uh, I would like 7 to be ported, like, because they're going to get the, you know, the upgrade to with the high frame rate. I wish they would add a better control of, like, the sensitivity of, of turning because i think that game is honestly really fun and it's fine and i think you enjoy it more since you played eight and you uh, did quite enjoy it you would enjoy it but i just think you would enjoy it as how it is right now because it's very slow like the turning yeah. is not as fast as it is in eight but and, and maybe tonally compared to eight because the reason i thought eight was so good as a first person game was that it was just it was just a cartoon it was a silly game that has a James Bond cast of villains, and I loved every single minute of it. <laughs> hey, yeah, that's true. But uh, other than that, pretty much, if this, you know, the RE engine, you know, everything's all good. So 4 is sort of a, a no-brainer. It was like, 2 obviously makes perfect sense why to remake that one. 3 was just kind of to see how people, like, would they like to see other versions remade, or it was just 2 that only one that people want to see remade and i think since both of them did very well they were just like let's just go all out for four i think that we're in a position where they've seen how good two and three were doing to where they're confident that 
they could remake 4, which is one of, if not, like, in the top five most beloved games of all time. Like, this is a sacred game for some people. So maybe they, they needed two games maybe to earn that trust. Or, I mean, like, 3 was definitely, like, not, like, some some different people worked on 3, I believe. Mm-hmm. But, like, after 2, you're just, like, you play a Resident Evil 2 remake, it's got four ways to go through. You just set the controller down when you're done with that, and you just look at yourself, and you're like, man, that was really fun. That was really great, competent, and amazing. <laughs> No, yeah. So it's just it, it it's just the right, they just did everything right where they earned the trust from everyone from all previous remakes, even the new stuff. It's all good. They're gonna go out for four. And I mean, Resident Evil Four is just like Skyrim, where it's like ported to everything. There's nothing. Oh yeah, totally. It's it's already on VR, <laughs> but they are they did announce some VR two PSVR two stuff for Resident Evil Four being in development along with Village itself. <laughs> Oh, they did. I forgot they had, like, VR. There's had a lot of good... V- See, I'm interested now in the VR, too. I'm not gonna lie, because when the VR, when the first VR came out, it had some things, but I wasn't that interested in it. Th- it's got, I like, think- Astrobot and all that. Yeah, it was just, like, very little, but now it's, like... You know, I'm actually pretty interested in the VR, too. They're having some pretty, like, neat stuff coming here and there. They've got Village, um, that's for sure, and whatever component they're doing for uh, RE4 Remake... And just to touch on another Resident Evil thing while we're here, um, Apple had an event yesterday. It doesn't really have too much to do with games, but they did announce that Village is coming to uh, Mac, which is <laughs> actually pretty cool. <laughs> like you, that's That would make it the first like RE Engine AAA game Capcom thing to come to Mac. So maybe games like, I don't know, a Monster Hunter Rise or Devil May Cry 5 or whatever that dinosaur one is would follow so that's just interesting to think about but we were talking about vr and playstation vr 2 is a thing they showed a couple of things first was a walking dead saints and sinners sequel that looks all right i i know the first one is like considered to be really good um no man's sky though that's getting a ps vr 2 version which might say something on like backwards compatibility with psvr oh man because, i forgot that they yeah, announced no something man's sky new. is already on psvr one so is it just not is psvr two just not backwards compatible or something that's what i that's what got me and a few others online uh, mm-hmm. thinking and then horizon call of the mountain which actually looks good probably the best looking like graphics i've ever seen on a vr games trailer <laughs> so i mean it seems like they kind of vr is a weird thing mm-hmm. i've never played it I don't know anybody else who has, but they're always pushing it. And I hear a lot of people talk about it on, like, other gaming podcasts a lot. Like, oh, Beat Saber's really cool. Or, oh, this, like, uh, survival horror game in VR is pretty cool. But I've not personally... I'm not personally invested in it, mm-hmm. I guess. It's... it's. I'm saying the first VR, is it was a hard-selling point. It, it like it's expensive. VR, yeah, it was expensive, and it didn't have compelling enough compelling things to to justify the purchase and it it's i here's the thing is like i don't deny that it is going to be a major part of you know future games but it's it was it was so hard to sell the first one because of that price point and like i said it wasn't a lot with it but i feel like now they're having a lot more stuff that's more compelling and it's been it's been out for a while where this it's going to stick around for a bit hopefully the price is not too too much because the whole point with consoles it's that it's pretty high-end next-gen stuff for a really good price so it's like you shouldn't cash out a lot for a vr 
Yeah, it's like you already have a five hundred dollar box. Why would you want to spend another three or four hundred on the VR when you know Oculus is giving a very like affordable, uh, some would say affordable version of VR that's like pretty good. Yeah. Oh, that's just the VR stuff. Um, after that, we got a few little updates on things. Horizon got a new game plus update. This is the new Horizon um, Forbidden West with a lot of new features, cosmetics, difficulty levels, and of course, new game plus. And that Spider-Man and Miles Morales are going to be coming to PC later this year. Um, interested in seeing on what the modders do with the Spidey costumes and all that because that game has plenty of Spidey costumes, but does it have all of them? Not even close. <laughs> no, it doesn't. So. I mean, there might be even a mod to put the original face back on the the game. I, I guarantee oh, that'll I be one of them. I didn't even think of that. That'll be one of them for sure. I didn't think of that. Or maybe mod the original face back into like Miles Morales or something like that. Yeah, but you know, uh... I thought both faces were cool. I think they're both cool, but <laughs> you know, some people would probably be like, "Oh, I want to mod this in, or I want to mod that in." It just changed the whole cast of characters. Turned it into a Hulk game. <laughs> change it to a Hulk. Uh, oh, actually, would they, would they be able to change it to a different character? Uh, obviously, they wouldn't be able to oh, change too much. You better believe someone's going to turn it into Attack on Titan. <laughs> okay, I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> I mean, if the parameters of the... I don't know how the modding thing works, but yeah. We'll see some interesting things from that. There'll be some funny YouTube videos. <laughs> Other than that, Stray, cat game finally coming out it's coming out Released in date. july mm-hmm. july 16th i want to say somewhere around there but if you're on ps plus extra or a premium you get it for free to which i say yes i was gonna buy this anyway but now i'm gonna <laughs> get it for free <laughs> you get it for free uh that's pretty good because it's for any version of the upgrade you get because it's obviously a ps5 game and yeah obviously the standard the basic upgrade was only ps4 ps5 but then obviously the was it the platinum is all all gen playstation console games but uh hopefully they do like i said they do have that like new stuff coming out because like i said some things people just don't give it a try because of whatever reason and so it's just like if it's free and you're already paying for it it doesn't hurt to try it and then you can find something you didn't think you would like with stray i think that this is the true cyberpunk game. This is the cyberpunk game that I've been waiting for. It's the one I'm most excited about. And it's good to see this being released after it's been teased like way longer than Deathloop. It's been since the release of like the PS5. But wasn't this at the first reveal? It was at the first reveal. But I know there's something that's going to come up that it's it's a it's a line in the sand to say is there's stealth. And I know you're not going to be a fan of it. But I think I'll. I was Maybe there'll be a mode where you don't have to use stealth. Nah, it got me more interested. I was like, ooh, there is a stealth mechanic, so now this is going to be pretty interesting for me at least. I must protect Stray. Stray, come on. They cat. are precious. They must be protected. Cat game. Cat game, baby! Callisto Protocol. That is going to be the first quadruple A game that gets released. This is quote unquote not Dead Space. Um, oh. I can't say that I'm too hyped for this, but it is interesting that this is the first quote unquote quadruple A game that's coming out. Because like <laughs> Skull and Bones, Beyond Good and Evil Two, those are in development question mark at Ubisoft, and then Perfect Dark is in development question mark at Microsoft. So it's like a hundred percent Ubisoft. Inqu- Bro, they they delayed Prince of Persia. 
they indefinitely like it's it's no longer oh, even it's, remotely i know like released. remember we talked about this on this very podcast a couple weeks ago and now the situation has gotten so much more bleak for that game yeah it's like people that allow pre-orders are being like pre-orders are down if you want a refund you can basically get it back and so it's very grim for that so it's just like for this game to be what quadruple a title it's also also talk about how it was connected to the PUBG universe and no longer is anymore yes that's the thing it was connected to the PUBG universe at first and now it's just oh, nope no it's not but uh, yeah i heard that it wasn't anymore i mean this might be is this the first quadruple a title if it releases um i believe it's the first one that they're calling that like is it going to be much different from a triple a game probably not Maybe they're just calling it that because it's like, oh, the budget or whatever. But um, this is from Striking Distance Studios, I believe. Mm-hmm. And that's founded by the guy who created Dead Space. So um, they're beating hmm. you know Microsoft and Ubisoft to the punch of having this game called, you know, being called Quadruple A. Um, I'm not really feeling it, though. See, you know, here's the thing. Isn't Dead Space getting a remake? Dead Space is getting a remake. So it's now January, right? So now we have two games that are completely the same from the same creator. Different studios, but still the same idea and creator. So I want to know how it's going to, you know, treat one another. If it's going to take, you know, some purchases away from one title, or is it going to just have it, like, they're both going to double up very well because people are going to want more. And so, like, play the original and also sort of a spiritual sequel, like... The same idea, you know what I mean? Or like, what if the Dead Space remake ends up being better than that? It's like, if it comes out in January, you wouldn't have long to wait, because Callisto Protocol comes out in December. So it's Mm -hmm. like, unless they delay it, these things are like a month apart. Unless I have the wrong information about Dead Space, but I'm pretty sure that comes out in January. Hopefully, oh, I anticipate a delay. I always anticipate a delay somewhere. That's true. It's like... Maybe they delay it for that specific fact that Callisto Protocol is coming out like a month before January. Yeah, it's like, in theory, it should be coming out that time, but I always expect, you know, a delay, the most a year. And then we had a new game from the developers of Ali Ali World, which is a skateboarding platform, you know, game I played earlier this year on a PlayStation 5. But this one is like a 3D rollerblading, like, shooter arena thing. I believe it's a single-player game. I don't think this is an online game unless they have, like, a mode for it. But I think that I read this was a single-player game called Roller Drone. Looks like kind of like an extreme sports version of that really tough to pull off, but very mechanically tight from that developer that did mm-hmm. Ali Ali World. Like, it's it's a very mechanically sound game. I'm I'm just... I have trouble with, like, pulling everything off the proper way, but everything works as intended. So I'm expecting this to be, like, a very good game. I've got my eye on it. I do like the, you know, the artwork for it. But mm-hmm. I'm not sure if if this is another one of those things where it's, like, go through a level and fulfill challenges and then replay the level to try and fulfill more challenges. It's like, that kind of gameplay loop doesn't work well with me most of the time. Like, replaying the same levels to get... A higher score or higher challenge it's just like a lot of that stuff i used to do more when i was younger but now i'm like a narrative focused is is what i want a lot of times mm-hmm. eternites not much to say about that except it looks like devil may cry but anime but also press r2 to hold hands oh is that that one that one was funny it was just <laughs> press r2 it's one of those like press f to pay respect it's uh, hopefully well, not hopefully but you know maybe it'd be kind of funny if it's just like hold r to press r2 to hold hands yeah 
That's the next one. So the next one we're going to save for last. So let's let's mm. touch on a few other ones first. Tunic, Fox game, finally coming to PlayStation after being an Xbox exclusive oh, yeah. for six months. Kind uh, of excited. <laughs> is Wasn't it also released on the Switch or was this an Xbox game? I think it was strictly Xbox. Okay. And it might be coming to Switch at the same time as the PlayStation 1 does. Mm-hmm. But um, this is a game where it's actually quite different from what we were kind of thinking it was from the trailers but it's got like a it's got like an instruction book i guess that you find and like you can't read the language but there's like a puzzle element there's a whole puzzle element to Mm. it um i'm interested in maybe checking it out on a sale because i've heard some people really like it but then some people really don't i've heard both opinions on you know reviews and and shows and everything so it's that's interesting it's very weird to kind of live in I guess we we live in an uh, era where just because something says it's exclusive on a platform doesn't mean it's forever. Eventually, most things will be on one other platform. The timed exclusivity. Yeah, it's no longer. I fully expect Deathloop and Ghostwire to be on Xbox at some point. I'm probably guessing within the next year, two years. Yeah, with still fresh in people's mind. I'm actually surprised Final Fantasy VII Remake hasn't come to Xbox yet because it that will. exclusivity deal is is up. It will. It'll happen. It'll happen eventually. Maybe in the one of these, you know, they're going to talk about it, be like, yeah, it's coming to Xbox. It'll happen. Yeah, maybe at the Xbox event they'll be like, yo, Final Fantasy VII Remake is coming to Xbox. Yeah, it's, it's going to happen. I guarantee you. Uh, season: A Letter to the Future. Now, I don't really have much to say about this. We've seen this before. This is mm-hmm. Breath of the Bike. Or Bike of the Wild, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> um, it looks very pretty. It doesn't seem like it's up my alley, but I will give it this. It looks very pretty. <laughs> the presentation ended with Final Fantasy sixteen getting its first trailer in a very, very long time. A trailer so amazingly polished, full of like the actual UI and Devil May Cry-esque gameplay, along with like what appears to be even better graphics than they originally showed. And all I gotta say is this looked ready. This looked it ready did. to come out this year to it me. <laughs> Could have if they were saying like two months from now, three like it basically within. I the wouldn't. End of summer, I wouldn't have been shocked. <laughs> yeah, it's like oh, releasing end of summer, early fall. It's like yeah, I can see that. It looks pretty polished and, and done. But they said nope, coming out next year, summer twenty twenty three. And I said, are you kidding? That looked ready. I, and to their credit, I did read something that said the, the game is fully playable right now and they're just polishing it. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, if they're going to take a year to polish it, I expect this to be a very good game. Completely opposite of 15, which I did not think was a very good game, despite mm-hmm. having been morphed into whatever it became for it, 10 years. Here's And also, it's if they're saying that it is at a actual playable state and they're just polishing it then there should be no reason for it to be delayed there should probably also be no reason for it to be like glitchy or anything exactly although like final fantasy games don't usually strike me as glitchy i don't remember like as much as as i didn't like 15 i never really had any like glitches or anything with it never had issues with it yeah but i just hope it's a good game we'll see i need a good final fantasy time time we'll see and tell what we say about this game but you might be thinking listener we skipped something. Oh, did we skip something? All right. Because there's a little bit more to unpack here. Street Fighter Six new trailer. Now, I was not expecting this because they said summer. Mm-hmm. This was like 
a shocker to me that this showed up. Like, I knew RE4 would probably show up. It was, like, overdue. Final Fantasy 16, I thought maybe Square Enix would have showed it or they would have saved it for the showcase. Um, I'm surprised they didn't because they're, you know, not releasing till next summer. But Street Fighter 6, new trailer. It showed redesigns, of course, for Ryu and Luke, but also new character Jamie and redesigned for Chun-Li. It showed a lot of the new, you know, gameplay elements will be, you know, messing around with in that game. And it kind of just showcased the fighting. As well as an open world story mode where you go around Metro City and I kind of guess you'd like make your own legacy. It's super, I thought it was a Final Fight game at first because I didn't think it'll have a story mode like kind of like walking around. That really hasn't been done since like what, like Mortal Kombat Shaolin Monks? Didn't the Mortal Kombat game do that? Shaolin Monks? Yeah. It's, It's weird because it's hard to really put your finger on this because it's... It's a completely different look to Street Fighter, where it still looks like a really polished Street Fighter V, but you can notice the more realistic way they took the the character design. Yeah, definitely looks like a lot less exaggerated and a lot more like realistic. Mm-hmm. Um, the faces definitely look more realistic. The graphics themselves are like mind boggling. There's some screenshots of like when the paint splatters are coming out of the characters, and it's just like, what is going on here? But we know from playing SFV that like when that happens, it's just for a split second where the screen looks really cool, and then you can Mm -hmm. get back into the action. Um, So there's a few other things that were uh, revealed um, since then, and we'll just go ahead and say we're we're not going to talk about any of the like leaked information here but it's, if you like there's no way to avoid street fighter 6 spoilers at this point i think i think there's one that we can talk about because it's in the trailer it's just you have to zoom in and see it the are we talking about the character at the end that we saw in the trailer kimberly no we're talking about um in the on one of the screens of the TVs, remember there's two characters that. Oh like, yeah. <laughs> it's technically in the trailer, so there's, we can't talk about. If you about pay them. attention, if you pay attention to some screens in the background of the TVs when they show the battle hub, you can see some other characters that are probably going to be featured in, in Street Fighter, like your basic characters that are mm. are pretty much confirmed for every Street Fighter except three. But this, um, Capcom has since confirmed that this does in fact take place after three. So the characters you know and love from 5 are much, much older in this one. Um, But then Capcom has also revealed a lot more information. Like, uh, the game will have an optional control method for beginners or people who don't like doing inputs, where you can have a simplified control scheme. Um, The the game will launch with all the modes that Street Fighter V currently has, as Mm. well as the open world mode, and then Battle Hub. And... They kind of, on their website, we, we're, we're not going to go into, like, technical things here, but on their mm-hmm. website, they describe how the, the new mechanic works. So it's not V-triggers in this. It's a new mechanic. I forget what it's called, but it's, like, it builds up, like, meters, and, like, some attacks will use the meter. It's 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 a whole thing. Definitely go check out the website. But what I wanted to touch on here a little bit was that they've got some fighting game commentators to be, like, probably to like feed voice lines into an ai generator so that your matches that you play can actually have fighting game commentary to them now and Hmm. i think that's really cool because they're like okay they'll get hype when they're supposed to get hype it'll be like oh you gotta you gotta critical parry or whatever it's like oh that's so cool (laughs) and it's the people that commentate those street fighter tournaments that they have like um the pro tour and everything or (laughs) it's like it's that's kind of cool now 
it's one of those things where how how do I put? Wasn't this game wait, so the original Street Fighter Five had a different con? Uh, not five six. It was a different concept, right? Was it wasn't? I can't remember. Well, I'm trying to remember where. Wasn't it supposed to be like tag thing? Yeah. Isn't that like a whole thing where I wonder how the original would have looked like? And there was rumors that it was going played. to be like a tag-based thing, and I was like, "Please don't turn Street Fighter into this." And I guess like, like remember, this is why season five happened. I think Street Fighter Six was having some turbulence in development, so they had the season five of characters. I don't think that was originally planned. I remember hearing that somewhere. Um, I don't know if that mm-hmm. was ever confirmed or not, but it was something that I heard. Um, but I'm so glad that that this is what street fighter six turned out to be yeah um one one last thing that they kind of showed off like just a little bit before we recorded this episode when you select your characters in this one now your characters instead of being like on a a normal fight screen they'll all walk out together and they've got people cheering for them and they're walking out and then it'll be like player one versus player two and you can change their faces (laughs) as you (laughs) face your opponent <laughs> so it's like i think that might have been something that you could do back in like a soul caliber game at some point but i just thought man this game is just so stylish you're walking out the music's playing your characters are walking out and then you get the versus screen yeah it's um, style you know it, it is stylish but we will have to see how it plays because i for me personally i think top tier like street fighter games i'd rather play is like three or five Four and two are, are sort of like really like odd for me. So hopefully six is not like too different from five because I really enjoyed how five played. I say take the best of three and and five and and combine it and you've got yourself a winner because I think those are the most like mechanically yeah. satisfying Street Fighter games there is. Exactly. Like two is too. It, I don't want to say it was the first one. It was the first one, so it had you know it had to. I guess in that one, you can clearly do a certain just one move, and that's kind of the way to like play it because it's just. It like... always seemed floaty to me. I mm-hmm. guess I'll go ahead and. <laughs> and then four is just not fun. Four is kind of boring. Yeah, it does like two and four were not my preferred, but three and five I really enjoyed. So a lot of Street Fighter Six information um, from Capcom, definitely like officially revealed information um, so far. Limited Run Games also had an E3 event this week. 33 new physical releases? Uh, We're not going to touch on all of them here, but they had a really good showing this year. Their whole entire presentation was based around the idea of FMV games. As you know, those games with, you know, live-action video instead of cutscenes, think Command and Conquer, or, (laughs) you know, Night Trap, Uh, which they showed, obviously. There's a zombie Um, one on the Saturn. What was it called? Zombie Island, I think it was. was Dude, didn't they release that one on the Switch, too? Yeah, they they released one on We're thinking of the same one, right? (laughs) Yeah, I think it's called, like, Zombie Island. It was was released on the Saturn in, like, the 3D2, like, Mm add-on. Like I said, we're not going to touch on everything from Limited Mm -hmm. Run Games E3, but... Um, as last year's presentation from them, Limited Run Games E3 is, is a great place to not only see what's coming from them with the physical goods and everything, but also like maybe see some trailers of games you might have missed. Um, like last year, they showed Dusk, which had previously come out on PC and was being re-released for the Switch. Um, they showed that trailer. Um, this year, you would got a trailer for like, mm, you know, Knights of the Old Republic 2. Mm-hmm. 
which is being re-released um, with the cut content from that game being released later as DLC or maybe Tetris Effect Connected, stuff like that that you might have missed. They've also got some new stuff. River City Girls 2 was the first one they showed. Um, I've beaten the first game. is very difficult. We actually played uh, a build of it uh, at Anime Expo in 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we both found it to be pretty enjoyable in that. The the final build was not much different. I don't think anything had been, like, super changed. Was in, in the one we played, was, was the ability to eat a baguette, was that in it? Was See? that that one? I think See? so. Think about it. Was that in, in the one we played at Anime Expo? They could have added that. They could have gotten feedback. Like, what about the baguette? What about the baguette? Can we eat it? Um, this one has six playable characters to start with. Um, of course, at the end of the other one, you unlock two more, so I wouldn't be surprised if they added a seventh and an eighth character to this. But I say if they just build on what made the first one so good and maybe like not balance playing alone around two people still, because it always felt like it had a balancing thing for me, mm-hmm. um, then this should be good. Like, River City Girls is a good IP. Um, Blade Runner Enhanced Edition, that is something that I've actually been waiting a long time for from Night Dive. Um, It's finally coming out. Uh, They're going to do a physical of it, but I've actually just been wanting to play it for a while. This is like a a point-and-click game. I can't remember when the original one came out, but it just seems like something I've wanted to try for the longest time. But it's probably going to be hard, and I'll probably get frustrated with it, so I'm like up in the air with it. (laughs) Power Slave Exhumed is a re-release of that. I, I kind of got excited because I thought this was Turok from the from the way it looked, like Turok 3, which Night Dive hasn't done yet. But um, this is kind of like a cross between uh, maybe Quake and Doom. And I don't know, it's got elements of Dusk to it, even though this is an old game, Dusk is a mm-hmm. new game. It's just one of those 90s shooters, basically. Yeah. Like your Doom 64-esque thing. Um, that's coming. I believe that one's actually already out um, digital. Then WayForward had a few new games. Lunark is this game that kind of has a lot of shades of another world to it. That that very heavy game. I haven't seen that one yet. I'm going to yeah, look at um, that one. That one definitely felt like it was right up your alley. I don't know if that one was WayForward, but I know WayForward um, announced this game. It's a 2D side-scrolling shooter. It's called Spider Soars, where your characters fight against spider dinosaurs. Okay, what? I don't, I don't. Remember <laughs> and it this had one. this whole like cartoon theme song trailer to it, and I was just like, "Oh my god, it's the Spinosaurus!" Spinosaurus? I do not, I do not remember this one at all. So that was cool. Uh, Go Go Coco Polo is getting a, a physical release now. You might think, "What is that?" It's a DSiWare game and a 3DS eShop game, but that's besides the point. This is quote unquote the last. 3ds release physically ever so that's interesting see now you're talking about, i didn't get to see most of the presentation i might have to obviously go back and rewatch it but but there's one game i know i did see and that uh, it's being released on a certain platform and i know i'm gonna be getting a little ahead but i gotta talk about it oh you i know what you're talking about you're talking about our pal the one and only glover glover uh you told me this is having an n64 release Yes, Limited Run Games is releasing this apparently on Nintendo 64. That's what the tweet says. I'm like, why not Switch? I want to play Glover. You have a now, Nintendo 64. I do now, yeah. I was like, wait, I have a Nintendo 64 now. I'm like, oh. But that's... you also already have Glover on PS1, right? I do. I, I just bought Glover, like, not that long ago. It wasn't... I was like, oh, I found it. I was like, oh, Glover. I was like, 
It's a, that's a funny game, right? I'll, I'll, I'll pick it up. The classic tale of a glove. So, no Switch release. Uh, not, not as far as I can tell. I was, I was like, is this gonna be like a PC? Because Limited Run does PC games sometimes, but no, this is gonna be a Nintendo 64 card, and they've done that sometimes. They've done like SNES cards and everything. Game Boy games, obviously, is something they've gotten into in the past couple of years as well. Other few things, Bill and Ted's excellent retro collection looked interesting to me i've never seen the movies but hey keanu reeves he was in cyberpunk rendering ranger looked cool that looked like doom as a side scroller and it's from the guy that made turrican i think um mm-hmm. that looked cool um there's a lot of shoot 'em ups you know those ones where you can turn your switch uh, you know vertically to play them um those ones that are like blasts are coming at you from every which direction and you're just like oh i don't know how to i don't know how to even manage those a lot of fmv games and then Shredder's Revenge, still no release date, but Limited Run Games did confirm that all copies of the game that come from Limited Run Games will come with a coupon for, yes, one free personal pan pizza from Pizza Hut. Just like how we spoke, the Haunted Mansion has a, a free movie coupon. This will A definitely free movie coupon, you say? Some, some people will use the free pizza, but it's going to be one of those things where it's going to be like... Oh, complete. Still has Pizza Hut coupon uh, release. Mint in box. Coupon intact. Now, the other Turtles beat em up. Has that even gotten a release date? That also hasn't gotten a release date. Like, so, I was fully on board with expecting Shredder's Revenge to come out this month. But also the other one to come out this month. But so far, they don't have a release date. Now, that's like an interesting, like, come on. They're both Turtles games and they neither of them have a general release date they're just sort of at the end of this that's what I'm saying. hopefully it's not like yeah it's, it's gonna release but it's like releasing this year but it's like the last day of the year it's like man you should have just told this is gonna release like next year because that's sort of the same wait time i guess we'll just eagerly await the release date for both of these things because like come on already that they've had like a box art and pre-orders for the cowabunga collection forever at this point it's like konami Last couple of things from the Limited Run Games presentation. Doom Eternal is getting a physical from them for the Nintendo Switch. Now, this was, like, famously physically canceled for the Nintendo Switch. Mm -hmm. Like, the digital version came out and everything. So now Limited Run is kind of like, you know, you've got a full collection of Doom games for the Switch. You've got the trilogy from them. You've got Doom 64 from them. You've got the retail release of Doom uh, 2016. Why not finish that off with a hard copy of Eternal? So I'm kind of glad they're doing that for the people that have, you know, everything. But it cannot be overstated how much I am excited for this game that wasn't just announced as a limited run game, but announced as a game yesterday. And that is Death Wish Enforcers. Death Wish Enforcers is a, like, it's like a, it takes place in the 1970s. Oh, this is a, this is the wild gun. The one we said that looks like wild guns. Okay. So I was like, no, wild guns was not what I was thinking of. Like wild guns is one where you're like in an arena. It's like a gallery. The one Mm. I was thinking of was sunset riders. Hmm. That one. That's, that's one that, that dashy games played one time that I always thought looked cool. That's what this reminds me of. It's like a 1970s version of sunset riders. Talk about like oozing with style um do want it, it was actually announced as a game yesterday so i was like looking it up i'm like when did this come out it's actually not out on anything yet it's it's a brand new announcement <laughs> i wonder if this game will have 
No, I doubt it. I was like, I wonder if this game will actually have, like, if it justifies, will it ever have DLC for it? Do you think it'll ever have that? For the Sunset, or, or not Sunset, for the Death Wish Enforcers? Mm-hmm. I imagine this would probably be, like, a one-and-done release, and then maybe mm-hmm. if it sells well enough, they'd do, like, a sequel. Because this definitely screams indie to me, and a lot of, like, I won't say indies don't get DLC, because a lot of them do, but this just seems like, it feels like it would be an experience in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Kind now, of like, oh, I was going to say kind of like Streets of Rage 4, but no, I'll take that <laughs> back. Streets of Rage 4 had DLC and very good DLC at that. Yeah, exactly. But also, do you think this will be an easy game? you think they'll have different difficulty settings? Or you think it's going to be like, oh, it's going to be super easy for everyone to enjoy? Or one of those, like, is going to be have a high difficulty? Some people may not enjoy it for that reason. I'm thinking multiple difficulties. And I'm hopeful Hopefully. that... That easy means easy. Because in certain games I've played, easy doesn't seem to mean easy. I'm looking at you, Braille Default, too. They don't understand what easy mode. means. It's, a, it's, a, it's an RPG, but, like, that's the hardest easy mode I ever played. <laughs> I didn't even... <laughs> I'm like, what is going on here? But we we all know my feelings on Bravely Default, too. It's the exact opposite of how I feel about Death Wish Enforcers, which is very much excited. <laughs> anyway, Sonic Central guess we got to talk about sonic central all right let's talk about i don't remember i didn't see sonic central so you have to talk to me most about it's this all right one. you didn't really miss much okay because the trailers that they showed were like two seconds long dude okay. i'm telling you they got through this it was like 10 minutes um they did a speed so run. i mean sonic or sonic's I mean, that's what i'm Isn't saying that the point? <laughs> that's what i'm saying um sonic origins like i said new trailer no confirmation or denial on the uh sonic 3 music uh here i am crossing my fingers that it's restored um what else did they show? They showed a new five-second snippet of Sonic Prime. Looks like mm-hmm. Shadows in the show. They showed some new products. Oh, Fall Guys is going to have a Sonic collab again, I guess. They were talking about something with Fall Guys. They didn't really show anything new, but they said something is coming. And, like, Tails is probably coming as a costume from from what I hear. Um, hey, they showed Sonic Pez. Come on, everybody, Pez. Like the candy? Yeah, like the candy. Really? They showed that? There's a Knuckles People- one. Do people still collect Pez? Uh, I'm not sure. I have a Quisp Pez from Funko. That is like the only Pez I have. Oh, I have a few Star Wars ones from a little gift tin I got for Christmas a while back. Oh, that's but... not bad. Oh, is it? Do people still yeah. collect Pezes? I don't know if people collect. I'm sure. I mean, people. Co- somebody will collect something, basically. Hey, Everything that's true. still has its collectors. See, we've spent more time talking about the Pez than was shown on, like, the games. Because they showed (laughs) another little snippet of some gameplay from Sonic Frontiers. And IGN's been showing some of that. Apparently, they're playing an early build, so it's been met with a lot of criticism for being kind of empty and bland. Um, I'm sure maybe as it gets closer to release, we'll kind of see things mesh together. Um, Can't say I've been terribly impressed with the gameplay I've seen so far, but Mm -hmm. I'm kind of like... I'm not going to judge it. It's an early build. Um, But they said there is a little animated short coming out featuring Knuckles. So they said, okay, we're going to preview this animated short. They showed the camera kind of far away from Knuckles and zoom in for about two seconds. And they said, oh, next thing. (laughs) I'm like, guys, these previews, you're you're not selling things when you're showing two seconds of previews. You really are going fast. Sonic Symphony is coming back. That was cool last year. Check it out on YouTube if you haven't. Uh. I was like, it, it, it like kind of like, yeah, we get it. Sonic's fast, but does he have to be like that fast? Like, we don't get any idea of what's going on. 
You'd think they were on. This was a recorded event. You'd think they were on some kind of time crunch here. <laughs> time crunch. Like the IGN gameplay videos they put out for Sonic Frontiers are longer than the Sonic Central event was. Um, there was no like special announcements or anything though. I mean, that was about it. So, I guess the next time we're talking about Sonic on this year podcast will be after <laughs> Origins comes out. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, last bit of news we got this week is that Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl, which has been released for free on PlayStation Plus, has added a surprise update to the game where items are now available, as well as full voice acting from some of your favorite voice actors. Literally the day before the free plus version comes out. I like Yeah, that's, that's what, um, I was going to say, that's what, um, uh, what was it? What's that one game that released, like, a 60 frames mode, like, way after? Oh, Remnant! Revenant, there we go. It's like, if you're going to release something and if it releases on Plus, release it when it releases on Plus because then people will have either finished or moved on and really don't have an incentive to go back and play it just because of a The process of, of Remnant was like, let's get on Remnant. All this game is awesome. Best thing ever. Oh no, what's going Enjoying on? It, Worst yeah. game ever. <laughs> and then the 60 frames patch comes out after we've successfully frustrated ourselves to no end with this boss. I like how... Uh, I really, I really said, oh, I really wish this game was in 60 frames because I remember when it first was in 30, I was like, boy, oh boy, it would really benefit if a 60 frames update happened. Hey, but you know what? That means Focus Home Interactive listened to you. You know who didn't listen to you when you said you wanted this game to be in 60 frames? Rockstar. There's a bunch of them that didn't listen to, say, 60 frames. Rockstar. Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> that's pretty much it. I'm like, just release Red Dead to 60 frames update and they still to this day have not. Oh, but one GTA day. 5 got one. In lieu of talking about the Mario Strikers Battle League impressions that I have, of which I will say, man, have I never seen more mechanics in one tutorial. Just mind-bogglingly complex. Mm -hmm. And then the online experience from the demo was, like, really not good because they had you playing a 2v2 with a random online, and it's just like, what is going on? Where is the ball? Who am I playing as? Why am I playing as the character that my opponents... I'm, I'm like so on the fence with getting this game day one that I just might actually wait for it. Like, it is insanely complex, the mechanics. It is not what I remember from the, the first two Mario Strikers. So, well, in lieu of that, how about we do a Pokemon Drip? And then I have this Nintendo Direct room here. If oh, I forgot about Pokemon Drip. <laughs> Today we're going to look at Erica in her design from Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee. Now, Erica is a grass-type gym leader, and I think they made Erica look kind of cute in in Let's in the Let's Go game. She's got a you know a green kimono with a, a a red you know bottom half of the kimono. I'm I'm blanking on what it's actually called. Um, definitely feels like peaceful. It's peaceful. The colors match very well. It is uh I would say a traditional like clothing worn in like you know japan because surprise surprise pokemon's made in japan uh it's it's calming and there's not it's not a lot but it all fits super well i like the design of it i really do the colors like i said the colors match very well everything is matching nothing's out of place and the design of the actual like dress is really i think it's pretty pretty yeah definitely i definitely feel like she looks very happy and mm. it goes with the grass theme, the idea that, like, you could have a cute little oddish or whatever. 
Uh, Erica definitely has that style. Has that? I, I would I would say this is drip too. I would say that the especially with the colors, the green and the red, but the like the yellow flames almost at the bottom. That's kind of like mm-hmm. evocative. Definitely, definitely a four and a half Badoofs from me. It's it's like if you've seen kind of like the basics of this stuff, this stuff, this one would stick out. If you had this in a row of the same type, uh, type of clothing, this definitely sticks out. But in a positive way, where it's very out there and it's very like bright and like you can see and notice it. And I, I, I think I enjoy. It. I, I think I could, would consider this drip. Now, when I was when I was grabbing the picture for us to look at from from the Let's Go games, I was noticing the the uh, gold and silver, heart gold and soul silver version of Air Cub, which which prompted me to think at some point with Pokemon Trip, maybe we'll take a look at the different looks of these characters because, mm. man, some of them have such, like, amazing designs in, like, the gold and silver remakes that I feel like mm-hmm. you could consider it completely different. Not characters, but, like, Drip in general. But that's for another day. I have on a paper right here a Nintendo Direct rumor. A Nintendo Direct rumor. Because a Nintendo right. Direct has to be happening here soon. It better. This one says... This one will blow your mind, guys. It's a rumor that there is a gritty first-person reboot of Star Fox featuring both aerial and on-foot first-person shooter gameplay. Now, I think Nintendo games and first-person shooters are not the thing I think of, but Star Fox could work. I mean, it had that weird one where it's third-person, so this one could work. It, it had two, I think. It had Star Fox Adventures, and then there was Star Fox Assault, which had some on-foot, you know, moments to it. Um, I had that one. But gritty first-person shooter in the Star Fox universe. It's like, maybe take the idea of Halo, combine it with Doom, like enemies from Doom. It's like, what would Star Fox fight? Like, we, we, we see him fighting against other pilots in their ships what most if- of the time. What if it takes place in the same universe as Metroid? So it's different. Because, come on, a, a talking fox in the Metroid universe would not be out of this world. No, out of this world is actually a game for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Which also goes by another title of Another World that was released by Limited <laughs> Run. Now, what if that's in the no, same but universe I as I get that? what you're saying. <laughs> now, think about um, this. What if Star Fox is in the same universe of Another World? What if Metroid is in the same universe as Another World? Exactly. Does that seem like it couldn't happen? Is what I'm saying. Like, exactly. You are on another planet. There's millions of planets out there. Samus has only visited a couple of them, and so has Fox. It's a big universe out there. They could, you know, run into one another. And then, I wonder how how gritty we're talking. We're talking like, uh, what was that really gritty one that was surprisingly well? It was gritty released. is written in all capital letters on the page. Okay, so we're talking like Doom Three gritty. Dang, Doom Three gritty—that's pretty gritty. That's <laughs> just sounds so. That's pretty gritty. You know what I don't like about Doom Three? The audio logs—I don't think they're subtitled. Does Doom Three uh, even have subtitles? I think I tried. I, turning, I don't know. I played Three for like a little bit. And I never got like back to it. Not because it didn't Too enjoy. Gritty. It's just like I never got just around to it. I had so many other things to, to play. I'm thinking like Aliens, Fireteam Elite gritty. But Star Fox and also first person. Now, what if the what if the Alien universe takes place in the Star Fox universe and also the Metroid universe, which is also another what if world every universe? sci-fi property takes place in the same universe, just in different galaxies? So that's how they get away with it in Star Wars a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Who's to say it didn't really happen, right? Maybe. Now, what if it takes place in a different universe as the Dragon Ball universe? Oh, 
the conspiracy theories on this one. I'm I'm just waiting for this. I'm just waiting for this Star Fox game that's disguised as a Star Fox game and it's actually a crossover between sci-fi properties to come out. You know what you could call it? Star Fox in the sci-fi world. In the sci-fi world. Colin the crossover. Colin the game. Colin Colin the game. Now gritty in the sense of like we're gonna have like say say you know is is fox gonna say a bad word is gonna say a bad word in this one is gonna be hold on hold on hold on this is nintendo robert this is nintendo (laughs) i mean what was that one game it's still gonna be rated e10 or t no it'll be a t you know what you know what the worst thing i could think of him saying in this game is what that Sega might not release <laughs> Sonic 3 and Knuckles with the original Ice Cap Zone music, and that is a terrifying thought in, in this Star Fox game. <sighs> Absolutely out of control. <laughs> Robert, would you say we've done an episode? Yeah, this should wrap up this episode. So next week, Jeff's show, Microsoft's show, Capcom's show, we should have coverage of all that for you. But for right now... We want to thank you so much for listening to this first part of the quote-unquote not E3 coverage. And please listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and our Podbean site. Please leave a five-star review and follow us on our Twitter at Markers on the Map. And for right now, there's not much left to say this week, except for something that I know I've said before. And that is that the real Yokai Watch 2 Psychic Specters was the friends we made along the way. So we'll see you next time. Bye. Later.